You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove Podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Now, one of the great classic questions kids always ask, why is the sky blue? The short answer is, it isn't. I feel like who art ed? Who art is? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. And for today's Fun Fact Friday, we're going to be talking a little bit about the color blue. Now, in the introduction, I said the sky isn't blue. And what I mean by that is there is no blue pigment really in the sky. The simple proof of that is think about... How do the stars look at night? How does the moon look at night? They basically look like white light, little bits of white dots in the sky. But if there were a blue shell around the Earth, then all of that would look like we were looking through some sort of a blue filter. The moon and the stars would have a little bit of a bluish hue to them. And really further proof of this idea that the sky is not actually blue comes just in the simple observation that the sky looks different colors at different times. Sunrise and sunset are beautiful because they are not blue. So we have already observed the phenomenon that the sky appears to change color. It appears to change color because the sky really is clear. The sky is the atmosphere, it is the air that we are breathing, and what we're seeing as a blue hue to the sky is really sort of like an optical illusion. It's, it has to do with the way that different wavelengths of light scatter through the atmosphere. The, the Earth's atmosphere is made up of different gases, and the shorter wavelengths of light just travelers scatter more efficiently through that atmosphere than the longer wavelengths of light do. 
Now, when we think of like where blue is on the visible light spectrum, it is at sort of the the shorter wavelength end of that spectrum. Um, blue light has a wavelength of about 450 to 495 nanometers. And so the blue light travels a little bit more easily through the atmosphere. It scatters more readily through the atmosphere than, say, the red light would. And that's why, for the most part, we're seeing the blue wavelength of light scattering through the atmosphere. And also, the cones in our eyes are sort of a little bit more attenuated towards the blue, um, the blue wavelength of light. Now, the obvious question, why does the color of the sky appear to change at sunrise and sunset? And that is because of basically the angle at which the rays of sunlight are hitting the Earth. It's sort of like tangential to the Earth's surface. And so like when it's coming in at just the right angle, um, you know, the sunlight going through the atmosphere is elongated in you know, a way that like the blue and green is scattered away from the the line of like perceivable light. Um, so like we end up seeing a little bit more of the orange to red colors just because of the, the angle that it's hitting the Earth's atmosphere and like which direction the different rays or the different parts of that visible light spectrum are scattered. Now, if we start to focus more towards things that actually are blue, blue pigments have been really difficult to come by. When you look around the natural world, there are not a lot of like blue rocks and minerals that can be found. And so blue pigments were very hard to come by for a long time. And as a result, they were very expensive. Um, the most common source of blue pigment for a long time was lapis lazuli stones. And as I, as I discussed previously, for a long time, the lapis lazuli was being mined almost exclusively in a mountainous region in what is currently Afghanistan. And also with the lapis lazuli, there are a lot of other sort of imperfections in there. So basically for every, let's say, kilogram of, of lapis lazuli stone um, that you're grinding up, after you get rid of all of the impurities and the other colors and stuff like that, you're left with about 30 grams of usable pigment. So basically like 97% of it would be tossed aside. Only about 3% of what they were mining was ground down into a usable pigment. Now, as I said in the Monet episode, there was actually a contest and a prize offered of 6,000 francs for somebody who could develop a synthetic version of ultramarine. And that is how we got the French ultramarine pigment. Now, when we look outside of the painting world, European clothing was often colored with vegetable dye, woad, until it was replaced with indigo from America. Uh, Chinese artists in the 8th century were using cobalt blue uh, to color their blue and white porcelain. And of course, cobalt oxide combined with copper has produced my, one of my absolute favorite blues, cerulean. 
Now, similar to what I was saying in the green episode, um, people do not actually have blue pigment in their eyes. So when we see people with what we would call blue eyes, their irises aren't actually like inherently blue. They just have less dark melanin than people with brown eyes. And then just as the scattering of the, the light through the sky creates the effect of the sky looking blue, the scattering of light through the fluid in the eye creates the effect that makes it look like it is blue. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and the website WhoArtedPodcast.com. Podcast done.